Welcome back to another episode of Beyond Coincidence. My name's Taylor. I'm your host. I'll be your guide along this journey. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Chris. Today's a very special day for us here at Beyond Coincidence. We are really blessed to be joined by one of our good friends, Tiffany. Today, she's going to be opening up, sharing her powerful testimonial, which is really a spiritual transformation through so much trial and tribulation. Throughout today's episode, Tiffany is really going to break it down and highlight the importance of healing internally to improve quality of life externally. I know Tiffany is such an inspiration to so many in her community. And again, we're excited to have her. So let's get rolling. Thanks for joining us today, Tiff. Uh, we appreciate you coming out. Um, you know, if you want to just introduce yourself and just tell us a little bit about you. Okay. Um, so I'm Tiffany. Um, I am 37 years old from Los Angeles. I'm the mom of three adult children and I'm a recovering addict and also a makeup artist. So it's okay. kind of kind of what I do. It also sounds like you're involved in other areas. Do you want to just like touch on that just a little bit of you're a teacher or a mentor? Yeah. So, um, so here's what happened is, I mean, I've been a makeup artist for 20 years. And um, when I went through my own recovery journey, I went through sober living and started getting part-time work doing that kind of thing, right? Like working in detox and working in um, recovery homes. And yeah, and I just said, you know what, when, when you do makeup, right, and you have somebody in a chair, you become kind of like a therapist to them, right? You're kind of yeah. like, a, you know, when you guys go get your hair cut, you, you spill your guts to your barber, right? You know, it's like that, there's like an intimacy there. And so my job has always been, you know, helping people not just look beautiful, but to feel beautiful. Like that's always been my thing for the whole time I've been a makeup artist. It's more about how you make somebody feel than how you make somebody look. So. When I got into um, recovery, you know, a lot of people or a few people showed me a lot of kindness, you know, and they accepted me in a way that felt really, really good. And, and I said, I, I think I could do that too. There's a warmth about helping people, especially when they're in their most vulnerable state. That really resonated with me. So I kind of got into this and I think it's a natural extension of what I already did, you know, which is just helping people feel good. Were you surprised when you started overcoming your challenges and you found this creative outlet looking back and recognizing and also realizing and remembering like how big of a heart you had? You know, I don't know if I was surprised at overcoming the challenge. I was surprised at the fact that I was dealing with this big of a challenge. I was on autopilot, right? Like some of us go through such hardships in life and we don't even realize that people have it worse getting into the recovery process after shit had hit the fan you know after i'm like wow that's that's what i was carrying around this whole time like surprised i even got this far why do you think it's so easy you talk about autopilot you talk about how we kind of get on this road of darkness if you will why is it so hard to recognize why is it so hard that just to all of a sudden change and make a better, bigger change for yourself and your family. Why is it so difficult to see it through that lens when in the midst of it? Well, a lot of times we grow up like that, 
you yeah. know so a lot of times we're just kind of growing into a situation that we're already familiar with we don't really recognize the signs we don't realize that things are unhealthy i mean for me in my 20s i didn't know that certain things were unhealthy right. you know this is what i've seen this is what i've seen all the adults in my life that i that i loved and respected do working on yourself is not something i've seen people do what i've seen was people completely losing themselves in their families you know, and their entire identity was based on being a mother and being a wife wow. with no type of identity at all. You know, so that's what I saw. So for me, you know, I, I don't know. Well, you don't know this, but I had kids really young. I had my first kid when I was 14, my mm -hmm. second kid when I was uh, 17 and my third when I was 18. So by the time I was 19 years old, I had a four-year-old, a one-year-old and a newborn. And I just got caught up in being a mom, you know, that was, that was my thing. I was, I was a mom and I was, and I, I, you know, I hope I was good at it for the most part. You know, <laughs> Two things that stood out to me. Number one, you're both right. No matter what type of situation it may be, um, whether it's a, a, an individual situation, whether it's a collective uh, circumstance, we so often have difficulty as humans stepping out of our minds really reflecting, looking at the man or the woman in the mirror and evaluating or analyzing where our life is today, what happened yesterday to get me here, and what can we do today to make tomorrow brighter, right? What can we do today? What input, what changes can we make to provide a better tomorrow for ourselves? First and foremost, self-love is important but also your, your children, your family. And so often you make a great point. We don't talk about it enough. We do lose our identity within our family, within a significant other, if you will. But our parents always said, you are who you hang out with, right? I like to say, consciously guard your intake of content, right? To maintain your true identity, your pure thought and now more than ever, it's vitally important to get back to the basics and to rediscover who we are, unplugged, disconnected, right? I like to say disconnect to reconnect. It's not about all of us as a connected, interconnected global society coming together, everyone forced to go online, right? Because we're all isolated, stay at home. Right, so whether we're on Zoom or whether we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, scrolling, right? We are all literally just becoming one big amoeba, monkey see, monkey do. And it's important to get out of the rat race. It's important right. to not be consumed by what others are giving, good, bad, or indifferent. Right. Because we will simply mirror what we see. We are more than just our bodies, we are living, breathing, everlasting souls. And we are givers and receivers. And that which we give, we will receive tenfold. So it's extremely important, especially with the five senses that science talks about, right? S sight, hearing, tasting, smelling, touching, everything we intake and expose ourselves to, we absorb, and then we reflect as a mirror image right. to our immediate surroundings. So question I had for you, Tiffany, 
you know, again, Chris has told me a little bit of your story and how much of an inspiration you are, the backbone of your family, you know, being a mother early on, um, obviously sounds like you've had, you know, a lot of obstacles and adversity to overcome. And that's a huge inspiration for us here at Beyond Coincidence and our listeners as well. You know, my question is, you know, instead of looking backwards right here and now, in this chaos wildfire we find ourselves in that we call the year 2020, what has been your most significant obstacle? What has been the biggest challenge for you in your, in your world, in your family environment, as we're all forced to go inside, both physically and spiritually, to really slow down and make adjustments. You know, what has been the biggest challenge for you this year and how have you adapted and really been able to make adjustments for the better? Well, I'll tell you what, what when you ask me that question, the first thing that comes to mind is like, hmm, external challenge or internal challenge, but it's all internal challenge, right? It's like all internal challenge. Yeah. Like even when, you know, I look, okay, you want to start here? I have a 19 year old daughter that I live with. Let's just start there. And she's all the way live, honey. She's all the way live, okay? And when I tell you she's got more attitude than I know what to do with, she challenges everything in me. What, look, look, I love being a spiritual person. Love it. I love to be, you know, a loving person, right? This girl right here, okay? She'll make me question everything I believe, everything. And you know what, at the end of the day, I could sit here and say, you know what? This little girl has me entirely fucked up, right? Her mouth is too much for me. Her attitude is too big for me. Oh, she's a big fish in a small pond. She needs to get on out. But then it's like, well, you know what? Actually, Tiffany, at the end of the day, you can't regulate your emotions dealing with your own daughter. And what are you teaching her? What are you teaching her? She's, she's a sponge, she's a mirror. You know, she sees you turn up, because I turn up. I turn up. A part of the spiritual path is learning how to self-regulate, right? And to, to have compassion for others. Yeah. Be slow to anger, right? We can't say we're spiritual and we're cussing people out and dragging them to filth. It's just, it doesn't, it, you know, they don't go hand in hand. So my biggest challenge is learning to remain in a peaceful place when I'm being tested by a literal mirror image of myself. It's your mini me, absolutely. Home looks like me, <laughs> homegirl acts like me. Oh my she's gosh. a second generation makeup artist. Love that. She, she's, she's a little bossy boots and, um, <laughs> and, and yeah, and it gets all the way live over here. And it's like, you know, so my biggest challenge is being on quarantine so that's that that that's it you know learning how to remain calm in the storm and it's like it, and here's here's the beautiful part about all of this though right uh, let me tell you something. I'm, I'm gonna take I'm, I'm i'm gonna give you guys a little story real quick okay here we go, here we go. when i was in the peak of my dark place okay i was drinking i was using i was doing all that um that wasn't even the biggest issue the biggest issue is what i was doing as a result of that right and and when I tell you I was um, 
being irresponsible. My daughter was 16 years old. She brought over some friends for a party, okay? And a couple guys came, they were 19, okay? You know, we were drinking, we were smoking, and you know, this, this little 19 year old was looking my way, right? He was, he, he was looking my way like, oh, I said, damn, he's bold. All these beautiful girls here and he's got the nerve to look at me. Well, shit, I can't, you know, I can't fault him for his good taste. You know what I'm saying? He, right, you know, right. I, could, I couldn't fault him. Love it. You love know, it. I'll tell you what I did is I gave him what he wanted. But let me tell you, it backfired because she found out. Oh, and when God. my daughter found out, it was, I can laugh about it now. We can, we can joke about it. But, um what really happened to our relationship what happened to our relationship is it completely dismantled yeah the trust was trust gone. Is everything trust the is everything was gone i went to jail not as a result of that something else but closely closely related when i came out of jail my mom took it upon herself to box up all the shit in my apartment. Cause she said, oh, she, she lost her job. She ain't gonna pay this rent. The kids live with me now. Cause you can't even do that, right? Kids live with me now. So go on and, uh, and, and figure your shit out. Guess what room she left untouched? Me and my daughter's room. I had to pack everything in a box that belonged to my daughter from when she was a child to the time she was 16, including her softball pictures, including, you know, all her baby pictures, everything that all of our memorabilia of memories that we had together. And I had to really like, I had to really reflect on the fact that I just lost my relationship with my daughter. She doesn't fuck with me. You'll meet a lot of women along the lines, right? Especially in recovery. You'll meet a lot of women whose kids were taken. They'll say, oh, you know, all I want to do is be a better mom. You know, the, the system took my kids. You know, um, my ex-husband took my kids. You, that's painful, I'm sure. You don't know what it feels like for you to not have a relationship with your kids because they don't fuck with you. It's a whole different ballgame. So in that moment, when I'm crying, like, I'm sure this cry is something you hear on like National Geographic if, if for like <laughs> like an elephant that just lost its primal shit, right? Like oh the God. cries that came from the depths of my spirit from not yes. having a relationship with my child, okay? And all this time, I was just praying to God, please soften her heart that one day she will fuck with me once again and I can be her mom. And here we are living together. Because she wanted that. She asked for that. She said, mom, can we get a, an apartment together? Yes, girl, we can get an apartment together. You know I'm cooking. I, I love that. I mean, you know, I like to say that, you know, everything happens for a reason. Oftentimes we don't have that answer or reason like immediately, right? And oftentimes, you know, you made a good point. Other females, really anyone, um, when we're in a trying situation or when we are facing a set of consequences that we may not agree with immediately. We as humans love to point the finger, love to point the finger. It's, it's, it's so easy to look to the outside circumstances, um, to the system, to you know your ex, to a parent that you may not see eye to eye with and point the finger, right? It's so easy to blame your brother and sister 
before looking in the mirror, reflecting and looking inside and saying, what did I do yesterday to get me to where I am today? And really reflect, you know, and yes, sometimes there are just terrible circumstances. And yes, the old adage of, you know, bad things happen to good people and the wrong, you know, the wrong time, the wrong space and the wrong place that, that I understand that. But for the most part, you know, we truly do make the bed we sleep in, right? For the most part, we really do create our own realities and it all starts in thought and it all starts in the words that we speak into existence and then how we act that really shapes our human bodies and obviously influences everyone around us from our family then the ripple effect to their friends and our friends and so on and so forth but you know a question I had before we get too far along is what percentage of the individual, the man or woman, the person we are today, mind, body, soul, brain, heart, spirit, what percentage of Tiffany, what percentage of Taylor, what percentage of Chris here today in this very moment has been created by internal like hereditary beliefs that you're born with, right? Your own internal thoughts, feelings, and emotions versus external circumstances, outward situations that shape who we are. You know, that's something Chris and I talk about all the time. Like, okay, you know, you're born into a Christian family, you're born into a Muslim family, you're born into, you have your beliefs, right? You have um, your culture, right? Um, You have your religion or or spirituality, you know? And we just kind of inherit that. And that's what we just know to be true. And anyone else is wrong, right? So how much of who we are today in this very moment comes from internal hereditary versus external influences. Here's the thing. We're literally a mosaic of every life experience, you know, and everything that we've experienced, we have internalized on some level, you know, I'd like to think that in my spiritual journey that God is carving me into a new woman, you know, so I feel like I'm being chipped away and the things that are being chipped away are things that are not of me. Right. So, But when you ask at this moment, if we're going to talk about this moment right here and now, how much of it is what I've been conditioned to think or indoctrinated to think or how much of it is, and I'm going to be honest, as long as my lips are moving, it's probably 90% things that I've been conditioned on. But when I'm quiet and I'm still Mm -hmm. and I'm just radiating, that's me, you know, and that's why meditation is really important so I can get back into my center. So you talked about, Tiffany, you talked about how you had to become a mother and an adult and a mentor at an early, early age. I mean, there were no options. There was no take this road rather than this road. I mean, you were looking at the sign head on 
and it sounded like you know that was the only option what was it like knowing in your mind that it was time to you know buckle up and this is a new this is a new chapter this is what i'm in it for and you know i've got to figure out what it takes to be a mother now doesn't matter the age what was that what was that like just go ahead tiffany so for me um the the crazy thing about that experience is i was so young i was completely oblivious to how important and how huge this was when i found out i was pregnant the first time it was like oh my god i'm gonna have a baby like i just want to dress him up in winning the poop clothes you know and by the time I, i'm being dead That's ass funny. serious by the time I had my third baby, I was like, well, I guess they're going to be close in age and that's going to be fun. Um, looks like art school's out of the picture. Um, mama got to make some money because guess what? I do not come from a family that is going to pay the way. You know, I come from a hardworking, you know, Latin family that works three jobs, right? So I guess it kind of kicked in when I was about 19 and I saw that I had to be, you know, I had to make some money for my kids and th you know, that's what got me into doing makeup because it was easy for me. It was easy. It didn't require uh, too much schooling. I just had to jump in and, and get started. But yeah, in my case, it, ignorance was bliss in that, in that way. If I was 37 and I was pregnant with my first child, I would be frightened. Sure. I would be frightened to bring a child into this world that we live in. I would be utterly frightened. I would feel selfish to bring a child into this world that we live in. So, you know, being a kid and not knowing any better, it was like, bring it, bring on the babies. You oh know, God, that's so funny. So you talk <laughs> about, you talked about kind of this relationship that you have with, uh, I think your oldest daughter and how you had, you know, an experience or a situation arise and then immediately you could see that the door might be closing on this relationship and mm -hmm. you had to figure out how to like push that door open shine light walk through it and be like wait where are you going i'm right here like mama's right here i'm not going anywhere um what is it about that as far as this lost in translation that we have with our family that we've got to talk to them on the phone we can't see everybody that we know and love all the time what kind of emphasis or value do you think we put on seeing those people now i mean you got this kid right by you and you don't want to let go it sounds like you got multiple kids you have three kids but do you think that there will be more of a value of like me seeing my family that i haven't seen in like six months because i don't i don't i have no idea i don't know what that's gonna look like well i'm pretty fortunate i i see my family all the time my mom and my dad and my sisters they live you know two miles away and you know i go there every weekend um I can imagine somebody that doesn't have that access to their family would be, especially now that they can't see their family, you know, it's one thing to just be busy and, you know, not, not get connected because you're busy, but you know, somebody telling you, you can't do it. It's a whole, it, it hits different, you know? Um, you know, we, we maintain the same type of contact, you know, even during this, this time. What a blessing. That's uh Sure. That's, you know, I know Chris and, you know, myself, I mean, our families are kind of all over the map, you know, Texas, California, New York. So it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely a challenge for, for us, you know, that's, a, you know, definitely us getting vulnerable there. 
Um, I love the phrase that Chris used, you know, lost in translation. And mm. it seems that again, you know, we're all online now, right? I mean, every used car salesman is now online, right? Mm -hmm. And we are more saturated with instant gratification, overstimulation, news updates, notifications that it's out of control. I mean, it really is out of control. I say seek and you will find. Like literally, if you wanna, if you wanna find negative news, that's the easiest thing to find, right? Um, that which you think, you search, right? Then you speak. I mean, it's like human life and the way that we interact and behave is being completely transformed for better or for worse. And I've said this before, I'll say it again. I mean, negative news spreads so fast, right? The chaos wildfire. And I like to say that, you know, love, always wins, right? We are here because of love, right? You know, we all have these challenges. We all go through these rocky moments in our life, call this one a rocky moment. What form of, call it either healing or therapy, uh, internal reflection, what title would you give it? What form of healing do you like to use on a weekly, on a daily basis that just gets you back in touch to the core, gets you in touch with who Tiffany is, that could help the audience, could help one person? What, what would you be like, hey, you know, maybe try this or, you know, this is what I do, something like that? I'm going to be honest with you, it's music. Music. It it's music. I, I mean, I, if I'm in a mood, I know exactly what to put on. Um, I, I use music as a means of completely transforming my mood and my headspace, you know? So, um, and it's like you were saying, it's so accessible. You know, it's, it's nothing but a YouTube search. I'm a huge fan of Janae Aiko. She uses um, healing bowls in her music. You know, she's, she knows how, she, she's discovered how, you know, the certain... Um, these bowls are, are um, in certain keys and the, in these keys. Frequencies they and frequencies and stuff. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, they resonate with certain chakras in your body and, um, and they, can, they can help actually heal you, you know? So I'm a huge fan of that. Definitely music. I love that answer. That's amazing. And, you know, you mentioned music and with music, it's a little bit different of a content intake. It's a little bit different of a process. Um, we... I like to say we, we filter um, serious stuff, right? We filter news and politics and let's say a professor's lecture or, you know, a, a, a preacher's sermon. We filter those with our guard up, right? Because it's just normal, monotone, um, one-dimensional communication. Right. And, you know, whether it be conditioning or whether it be, you know, our selfish ego, I'm always right. They're always wrong. So any type of new news or perspective that we are presented with, we are indoctrinated. I love that word that you use, Tiffany. We are indoctrinated and conditioned to put our walls up. Right. But with music, it's multidimensional. Not only is it a voice, but it's a voice singing, as you mentioned, in different keys and notes and frequencies, but it's also 
you name it, anywhere from the basics of a healing, you know, copper bowl, you know, to guitars, drums, I mean, you name it, right? Uh, especially nowadays with all the electronics that, that come into play. But my point is with music, we just free flow and we put the guard down and we put the veil down and we just stream it. And it truly does heal. And I'm goosebumps saying this, it truly does heal, transform and change who we are, at least for that moment, for those three, three and a half minutes, right? when certain emotions, feelings, and thoughts surface with you, Tiffany, that you don't really see are your values, but you act in a different way, how is it that you try to hone in on reacting differently rather, rather than giving in to anger, the easy ones, just giving in and acting out, reacting? How do we just like kind of come back to like who we truly want to be and kind of observe the situation for what it is. Well, I'll tell you what, I am definitely not a pro at that, but, <laughs> but I'll tell you what I do do is, um, you know, there's this small, tiny point zero 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 five millisecond between the onset of that emotion and the reaction where you actually have a little bit of a rational brain to deal with it, right? It's so small and it's so small and it's so subtle that when you're feeling that type of way that's not aligned with who you are, um, if you get caught up in that, you'll never notice it. It's so small and it's so subtle. Um, my job is to try to find that space, that 0.005 millisecond of space and to just like grab a hold of it and just like sit with that, that little tiny glimpse of rational thinking that I don't emotionally respond to whatever's going on. Because at that moment, it, it's probably not going to go well. Removing myself from situations that I know are going to take me there. I'm not that good that I can put myself in the middle of the shit show and remain zen. <laughs> I'm not there yet, not there yet. So what I do is I just like, don't hang out with the shit show. So that way I can reset my, my, my emotional being, you know what I'm saying? So that way when I do encounter those situations, which are more, are less often, more few and far in between, I have a little bit more um, tolerance built up that I can say, okay, I don't have to go there with that, you know? You are mama bear. You are, you know, a true nurturer at heart. You know what I mean? You have three children. You were forced to obviously grow up quick, right? And take on so many responsibilities at by the age of 19 with three children that most 30 year olds nowadays, right? 30, you know, 40 year olds don't take on. So, you know, I, um, obviously I commend you for that, uh, for rising to the occasion. Um, oftentimes it's, um, a situation that we can be forced into and it's not even a choice, good, bad, or indifferent. But, um, I also wanted to talk about how, you know, you're a makeup artist, right? So mm -hmm. just like a hairstylist, I love the comment you made, uh, you know, 
my my hairstylist, you know, she says, what is her phrase? Like hair at the, like, she mixes the words therapy and hair. And it sounds a lot better than I can say. Therapy? Therapy. Like, I don't know. Therapy hair. Something crazy like that. But no, she's an angel. She's a sweetheart. You know, I've introduced her to Chris. But uh, yeah, I mean, it takes a special soul, male or female, to be in not only like the service industry, but to be in a like aesthetics driven industry right that is hands-on right to hands-on i mean it's hands-on work to not only make them look good on the outside but you said it beautifully make them feel good on the inside because of minor adjustments on the outside that those are kind of the dynamics i want to talk about Mm. feelings emotions um you know, ego a little bit, right? If Mm -hmm. we look a certain way and we're all trying to keep up with the Kardashians, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you can take it any, you honestly take any avenue you want. I'm trying to kind of set you up with different topics, but um, Mm -hmm. again, you're a beautiful soul to be able to humble yourself because I'm impatient, like to humble yourself, give, you give to receive. You truly give. I mean, that is such a gracious uh, profession to be in and mm. you, you have to be so in tune with energy you have to be so in tune with feelings and emotions you're gonna know if your girls like their final product makeup or if they want something different you're gonna know if, if your customer's happy or not immediately immediately before they speak and before they give you a dollar bill right mm-hmm. so I don't know let's talk about any of those re- relative topics as it I relates love- to yeah as it relates to just giving and being in tune with that energy and being in that profession of you wear a lot of hats. You wear a lot of hats as a, whether it be a hairdresser or, you know, uh, what's the, what's the technical term? Cosmetics, right? Make, what's the technical well, term? Makeup yeah, artist. Like, makeup artist. Yeah. So, I mean, well, run with that. setting me up with my favorite topic of all time. <laughs> <laughs> like we can talk about this forever. Um, yes. So, okay. So as far as, being a makeup artist and dealing with my women that I do makeup on. I've been doing this a long time and I started doing this before Instagram, before YouTube, right? I always say like, I'm your Instagram makeup artist, favorite makeup artist, you know? Like I'm literally like a mama bear in this game. My approach has always been, always. I look at the person for their natural beauty. I look at their lifestyle. That's huge. Lifestyle is huge. So some people might take the approach of, you know, a woman walks in and they don't really look at what they're wearing or their hair and, you know, or they don't take any clues at all. And they just do this kind of like cookie cutter style, lots of makeup, cut crease, contour, this, that, and like beat to the gods. And so when they see themselves, they're just kind of like, it looks like me, but like as a character, right? I see a woman roll up and she's in her Lululemons and you know, she's carrying, um, a, you know, she's carrying a, an Aeron bag. She just had some lunch, you know? So I said, oh, okay. You know, and, she, and her son and her skin is sun kissed. Right. So that tells me she doesn't wear makeup because people who wear makeup, there's SPF in it. So usually if there's no makeup, they'll look pale. So if you're sun kissed, you don't wear makeup. 
Um, if you're wearing workout clothes and you're carrying something that tells me that you're healthy, you're the type of girl that's not going to want a lot of makeup. You're going to want to look natural. You're going to want to look glowing. Think Jennifer Aniston. You know what I'm saying? So my approach, my aesthetic has always been to look at all the clues before I jump in and do their makeup, you know? So a person's lifestyle, a person's personality. I have a client who's a, a, a filmmaker. She's a writer, director, producer, um, Nina Child's production. She is so eclectic, so fun. Her, her wardrobe is funky fresh. Her, her house is funky. So when she comes in to get her makeup, I'm making sure I'm using bold colors. Like this eyeliner, if it was on her, it would have been green or pink or blue. You know what I'm saying? Just have yeah. fun with it. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, you know, and when they get in your chair, something happens. I've made really good friends with my clients, you know, they sit in the chair and all of a sudden it's like, let me tell you, girls like to talk about three things with each other. I'm not telling you nothing you need to know, Chris. Okay. Taylor. Well, I'm gonna tell you what girls like to talk about with each other. <laughs> we like to talk about beauty. We like to talk about food and we like to talk about men. That's what we like to talk about. That's it. That's all. <laughs> and I happen to be real good at those three subjects. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I love that. I love that. Oh well, my it sounds gosh. like it sounds like you create a level of trust. They believe in you, and you go from there. Gotta set the mood. Yeah. Gotta set the mood. Well, and, ev and everyone's different. You know, everyone's different. Like you just gave that great example of, you know, that uh, producer and just. I don't know. I mean, feelings are everything. Feelings, emotions, and, you know, making someone not only look, right, because I don't care about looks, but making someone look, but more importantly, feel better every time they, every time they leave your place. I mean, that's amazing. That's amazing. You know what a bummer it is to know, to do someone's makeup, and you know they look bomb, bomb beautiful like red carpet ready but they have a low self-esteem so they're not used to looking beautiful so when they look in the mirror they're just like eh, eh, eh. that's that's such a bummer so my job is i already know you're gonna look bomb that's that we ain't gonna talk about that my job is to gas you up when the whole process i'm not letting you look in the mirror but by the time i get you know done with the oh girl you're not even ready they're not ready they're gonna be hating yes. on you they're gonna hate yes. on you all that, oh, I put on Beyonce, you know, like if I know they need a little pick me up, Beyonce's in the background, like. Oh yeah. Oh, my God. See, I was gonna start asking you about real music <laughs> questions and uh, I love that, I love that, I love that. That's, um, a, that's amazing. Yeah, I, I was thinking real quick for what it's worth, uh, you talk about how you, all the little, little things count. You analyze an individual situation, place, what they're wearing, how they come in, their backstory, to see where they'll, they'll, they're sitting also but like to where you go from there and i think that and you probably know this but i'll just kind of put it out there is that you probably use that kind of thinking and analysis also in your own life and in your internal life to recognize all the scenarios of the intangibles that are going on that you probably want to work on good observation chris i think you're that's, right that's fair yeah no it's fair I, th I think you're right especially when dealing with other people even not in the makeup world right you know, just even knowing how to have, you know, these kind of conversations with you guys, you know? It's like, what's the vibe? Well, you guys are comfortable. You want to feel like friends having a conversation. Okay, good. 
I got Ooh, a collar t-shirt up top and no pants on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> That's kidding. amazing. That's amazing. Hey, so that is amazing. That, she's like perking up now. But no, but for real. So I've got I've got two questions. Two questions that I ask everybody. Okay, I'm gonna shift, shift gears. Just major shift of gears. Um, two questions I ask everybody: macro and micro. Right. Okay. So zoom out, zoom in. So okay. first question: macro. No, let's start micro. Let's start with the ego. Let's start with you. Let's start with you, you, you. This is about you. This is this is Tiff's day. This is Tiff's treats. This is where we are. So micro. If you could do anything and make money doing it, what would it be? And I think it's, it's safe to say that I probably know the answer, but I just like to kind of walk through this, this practice, walk through this process. So it's not about money. It's not about dollar amount. It's not about national currency, but it's about input it's about energy if you could give energy it's an energy transfer if you could give and receive and have everything taken care of and live in abundance right so if you could do anything and make money doing it what would it be and if your answer is be a makeup artist i love that how big can you take it where do you envision it five, 10 years from now, assuming everyone's health and happiness? Um, but yes, if you could do anything and make money doing it, what would it be? And how significant of an impact or reach would you be looking to have? You know, thank you for asking me that question because it's definitely a question I need to ask myself more often, you know? Um, I do, I do think about that kind of stuff sometimes. And I used to be so unafraid to consider those possibilities, right? And then I became a little bit more practical as I got older. Um, but to be honest with you, I guess that if I could do anything and I could make a living doing anything at all, it would literally come down to working with women and making them feel good in any type of way, of course, uh, marrying the, uh, the makeup artistry, you know, bringing in the aesthetics. So I think a woman looking good has a lot to do with how she feels. So I never want to, you know, ignore that facet of it. Um, but also, you know, incorporating like spiritual healing, you know, um, just kind of like taking care of like a woman's wholeness, you know, and I know a lot of us don't have enough resources, you know, to, to go to. You know, I, I love being that for my people, you know, they come to my house, they, they know, you know, you come, you sit in my chair, you know, you're going to get that energy, you know, you're going to feel good when you leave. The other question, zoom out, macro, zoom out, macro, on a global scale, if you could change one thing about our global society, I say global society, that's almost 8 billion people on one rock more interconnected than ever before so zoom out macro if you could change one thing about our interconnected global society mm. what would it be i'll you know the first thing that comes to mind is tolerance first thing that comes to mind is tolerance because you know a lot of things come to mind when you say that big picture. And sometimes I have to, you know, you're talking about content, right? Content, uh, uh, 
what is intake in the beginning of our conversation and um it can get really overwhelming because a lot of things are so big and so out of my control that i mean i could i could cry over the state of our world right now you know um and i guess if i could imagine a perfect utopia there would be so many different things um like eradicating racism you know eradicating pedophilia eradicating hunger you know um eradicating um just corruption in general you know and um you know there's so many different things that are present that are just utterly disgusting but i think if we can if if, if i had to choose one thing if everybody could practice a little bit more tolerance with one another you know th this uh this world might be a little bit more palatable for us i like the phrase acceptance is peace tiff thanks so much for coming out we really appreciate having you on the show today thank you so much for letting us know a little bit about tiffany her story what helps her overcome challenges. Love having you on, like I said. So grateful for you. Wish you the best.